Welcome to the 12th episode of Cutting Edge. I'm Landon Sturdivant, and for those of you who have been tuning in day in and day out, your support means so much, and hopefully these episodes continue to be engaging, enjoyable, and valuable to you. Any feedback, insights, commentary, or suggestions for future episodes that you may have are greatly appreciated. Today, we're talking about Stephen Curry, none other than the man who mastered and has come as close to perfecting the art of shooting, specifically the three-point shot, than anyone in human history. Curry, who's going on his 13th season in the NBA, has earned seven all-star appearances, two MVPs, two scoring titles, and three championships with his Golden State Warriors. Maybe most impressive of all is his 43.3% career shooting percentage. While this is an exceptional average for any player, you may expect it to be higher, but get this. He's attempted over 6,500 threes in his career. He's third on the all-time attempts list, with the leader being Ray Allen, who's played 18 seasons, or who did play 18 seasons, rather. The unprecedented volume that Curry shoots at, in combination with his extreme accuracy, changed the game of basketball forever by extending the range of the game. It makes him a lock for the greatest shooter ever, and a very legitimate candidate for the greatest point guard ever. So how and why has Curry's mission for decades been to become an overpowering force beyond the arc? In March of 1988, Wardell Stephen Curry II was born in Cleveland, Ohio, where his father, Wardell, simply known as Del Curry, was playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. When Curry was only half a year old, they moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, following an NBA expansion draft that saw the addition of the Charlotte Hornets, of which Dell was drafted as one of its inaugural players. He would play with Charlotte for 10 seasons. Dell, though he was never a star or high-volume scorer, was a solid bench player that provided instant offense whenever he saw action in games, namely through his elite three-point shot, in an era where it wasn't anywhere near as common of a shot as it is now. He was 40.2% over a career that spans 16 seasons. So although it's hard to imagine that there could be a genetic component to the art of putting a ball in a hoop, which isn't exactly what we were evolved to be able to do, I believe that played some, some role in some capacity. More importantly, though, was Curry's exposure to professional basketball from the moment he was born. There are several pictures and videos of a toddler-aged Steph at Hornets practices, games, and in the locker room. He was playing and watching basketball nearly every day, often scrimmaging and shooting around with his little brother Seth, who was two years younger. A father who knows what it takes to be at the NBA, at the NBA level, paired with everyday repetition from a super young age, is certainly a helpful combo. On top of this, he was always on a mission to make himself different than anybody else. He loves every aspect of the game, including all of the drudgery and monotonous work that goes into preparing for them. Running, lifting, stretching, fundamentals, whatever it may be. He has the existential understanding that everything he's doing is making him a better, sharper, and more dominant player. He also knows that as you progress levels from amateur to collegiate to professional, the playing fields level out once again, and you have to find new and creative ways to stand out. You've got to figure out how to get to a certain level and how to stay there, states Curry. The time you put in is what will determine that. His new and creative way, as we all know, was learning to sharpen the sword of his exterior shot. Curry, not being the biggest player on the court even now, was even smaller in his youth, and physicality wasn't ever going to be one of the strong suits of his game. However, he was a fierce competitor and a relentless scorer. Dell recalls a game when Steph was an 8th grader in Toronto where he was smacking down on a team so hard that Dell had to leave the gym. I had to get out of there. I felt bad for the other team. I couldn't watch what he was doing to those kids, states Dell on the game. Coming into his freshman year of high school, however, Steph was about 5'7 and 130 pounds, 
and kids had more of a height advantage on him than ever before. Considering that he still released the ball very low, more at his chest, kind of like Lonzo Ball does, he had a difficult time shooting over larger defenders and was not as good of a player as he was in middle school. He even thought at one point that he would never make the varsity team, which is hard to imagine that Steph Curry once thought he'd never make varsity. Playing JV as a freshman, Curry's competitive side knew he was worth more as a player and was frustrated by the experience. He knew that if he ever wanted to take his game to the next level, he'd have to stop listening to the excuses about height and weight that people were creating for him and find a way to become elite. It was that summer before his sophomore year that became the turning point in crafting the Chef Curry we all know and love today. With the help of his father, Steph reinvented his shooting form, making it so he was releasing the ball above his head rather than towards his chest. And anybody who's ever hooped before and tried to shoot a different way than what's natural for you knows what a challenge that this is. The next three weeks were agony for the 15-year-old Steph Curry. He was essentially limited to Ben Simmons' range, not being able to make anything outside of the paint for that time period. And it was even so bad that at a basketball camp he was attending, he was asked why he was even there. However, things would eventually shake out, and his shot became more efficient than ever. Assisted by a growth spurt that saw him reach 6-2 by his senior year, Curry won the conference title with the Charlotte Christian School three times and made the state playoffs three times, while also being named All-Conference and All-State. He really wanted to play for Virginia Tech, his father's alma mater, but was only offered a walk-on spot due to his slim build, only weighing 165 at the time. Due to this, Steph would commit to Davidson College, a much smaller Division I school in the Southern Conference, otherwise known as SOCON, that was based in Davidson, North Carolina. His head coach, Bob McKillop, had been aggressively recruiting him since sophomore year and was extremely excited about what he had to offer. Wait till you see Steph Curry, announced McKillop at an alumni event before any games had even been played. He is something special. In three years at Davidson, he was a two-time consensus All-American, a three-time first-team All-SOCON mention, and was the SOCON Player of the Year twice. He also owned the NCAA record for single-season three-point makes with 162 and earned the NCAA scoring title in 2009 with 28.6 points per game. He has seven school records at Davidson. He also averaged 25.3 points per game on 46.7% field goal percentage, 41.2% from three, and 87.6% from the free throw line in his career. In the 2009 NBA draft, Golden State selected him with the seventh overall pick, and the rest is history. His shooting continued to get to the level it has gotten today due to the type of work that he does with his trainers. They are very reflex-focused, doing drills with blindfolds, tennis balls, reactions to lights, as well as agility and flexibility. The way Curry sees it, if you can do the physical movements required in the active shooting under pressure in the game, the rest, it's, it rest sorts itself out. And the training is very evident in his game, as no other player can huck the ball from 35 feet out with three people on him with the accuracy of Steph Curry. Though innate natural ability certainly plays a role in Steph's excellence, there's a lot to be said about his reputation for being one of the hardest workers and his love for the process. It's inspiring to see how he can always shoot with confidence, whether he's made 10 straight or he's missed 10 straight, because he knows the work he's put in will always come to his avail, and that it always has. Thanks again for listening. Once again, I'm going to link my sources in the podcast description because I don't come up with these things from the top of my head. If you want to follow this podcast, go ahead and hit the follow on Spotify um, or anywhere else that you're listening. We're still listing for Apple Podcasts and Pandora, and I'm also on Instagram. That's going to be under 
cuttingedgeig, that's at C-U-T-T-I-N-G-E-D-G-E-I-G on Instagram. And if you want to follow me personally, my Instagram is Landon underscore Sturdivant. That's L-A-N-D-O-N underscore S-T-U-R-D-E-V-A-N-T. On Snapchat, I am LT Sturdivant 21. That's L-T-S-T-U-R-D-E-V-A-N-T 21. And my email is similar, ltsturdevant at yahoo.com. That's L-T-S-T-U-R-D-E-V-A-N-T at yahoo.com. With all that being said, thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next one.